0: Thank you for listening to the European Centre for Development Policy Management, ECDPM's Talking Points Audio. I'm Clem Silverman, the Communications Assistant. In this podcast is an interview with Susan Bingi, Trade and Regional Advisor at Global Mechanism. She talks to Francesco Rampa, who is our food security expert, at the retreat of development partners organised by the World Bank in Maastricht.
1: Susan, why did we uh, come to... Cooperate uh, between ECDPM and the global mechanism? What is the, the area we're covering in general as part of the CADEP uh, preparations?
2: Okay, our cooperation with ECDPM is um, mainly in the issues of uh, regional integration, um, working uh, on the regional um, landscape. And uh, for me, particularly in the Eastern and Southern Africa region, um, uh, we're working mainly in the, for the COMESA, that's uh, the, the common market for Eastern and Southern Africa, and uh, also in the context of the ESC, and uh, looking at how we can um, bridge uh, agriculture and trade, the, two, the, the linkages between the two sectors for purposes of strengthening the regional integration process
1: is this working in uganda do you think that, that there is interest uh, the two sets of people in trade and agriculture to work together is this working out well are you still facing
2: well this is a process and uh, it starts somewhere i should say um as you know in most places, in most cases, at national level, it's a very compartmentalized kind of process. Very specific sectors. When you talk about trade, it's trade. Talking about agriculture, it's agriculture. And they have uh, their own budgeting frameworks and systems. And So automatically, when it comes to uh, implementation of activities, it still remains very compartmentalized. and. But when you look at uh, frameworks such as the CADAP, the CADAP is a framework that encourages multi-sectoral interaction across the different sectors, and trade is one of the pillars within CADAP. So in that context, the the global mechanism we are using, uh, looking at the CADAP framework as an opportunity to strengthen linkages between trade and agriculture, And uh, in that context, we've been able to bring together the two sectors into uh, a joint planning activity and so it's a process. So at least we've started on that and uh, hopefully uh, we can, uh, with more partners, more uh, people with the same kind of thinking, we can be able to take this further and ACDPM um, is one of those partners. who. I've really uh, demonstrated interest in the cross sectoral linkages and that's one of the reasons why um, we are working at this together.
0: Coming up, private sector investment, the feasibility of the value chain approach to integrate the private sector, the involvement of donors and assistance, financial and co-assistance, the role of emerging economies, And is Uganda benefiting from being in the Eastern Africa regional community?
1: And and tell tell me, Susan, why, for example, from the perspective of a a farmer, uh, a small farmer in Uganda, why is it important that uh, they trade more? Why should they be interested in in integrating with the rest of the region in East Africa? Why, Why can regional integration benefit also a small farmer? Which is one of the objectives of CADEP is helping... Are the small
2: farmers? Yeah, um, a farmer or a small farmer, as you may call him, is a, a very critical um, component of the regional process because he is actually the, the, the beginning of the production process. And we cannot talk about regional integration if we don't have sufficient supplies in terms of trade to be able to feed into the supply chain. So and we that's the kind of judgment that we we've advanced with the ministry of trade we've got now to also as trade look at the production aspects and the um, enhanced integrated framework of the wto allows also for that kind of framework where you are able to address supply related constraints to trade so and that takes us down to the farmer and the farmer is only assured of a market if the regional integration systems and processes are functioning properly so unless that it's a kind of a catch-22 process so unless the regional markets are working quite well then the farmer is bound to lose because uh, with increasing costs of logistics looking at export markets the European market USA is not feasible anymore at the moment so if we are looking at uh, Um, quick movement of of, of crops, whose demand is very evident across the borders within the region. It's supporting the farmer to do his job and be able to supply this evident demand. Will it be possible to get the regional integration process functioning, I should say? So the farmer still remains important, and I think it's uh, critical that all the actors trade and agriculture, recognize the significance of the farmer and put energies together to be able to support that uh, element of the value chain.
1: And So why were you here in in Maastricht with uh, with a number of other important uh, stakeholders of the CADE process? What was the objective of this retreat uh, in
0: Maastricht?
2: The retreat was focusing on on, um, how best to mobilize private sector investment. into the CADAP process. Uh, That is private sector investment to support um, agricultural financing to be able to meet the CADAP agenda. So, and as we all know, uh, private sector is a multifaceted kind of uh, um, concept, I should say. Um, When you talk about private sector, we're talking about multinational companies, we're talking about domestic companies. But there is still a need uh, within this CADAP process to understand who the private sector is and how best they can be uh, attracted to support the CADAP agenda. And then also developing some guidelines to guide the private sector to do that. So this meeting in uh, Maastricht is, um, was basically geared towards that. Uh, partners to come together and you know, think through this process about the private sector and how they can be brought on board to be able to contribute to the cut-up agenda. Mm. Yeah.
1: And, you, and you think we, we made some progress during the first two days in the retreat?
2: Yeah I think it's, um, uh, um, it's a process. Um, so it cannot be an end in itself. So at least um, there is a start to this and um, the turn-up uh, at the retreat is evident to show that uh, everybody is concerned. So if we can keep the momentum, the discussion, the dialogue um, on some of these critical issues, it's the only way we shall be able to come up with some concrete outcomes. Mm. Yeah.
1: And you think the, the this process of CADEP and private sector involvement, is it likely to, to manage to integrate the small farmers with some of the large companies who export uh, products, agricultural products, or is it something very difficult? I mean, you are positive about the perspectives of integrating small and large companies. Is this something feasible in East Africa, for
2: example? Yeah, it should be feasible. Uh, although the the, the main um, um, issue should, I think, the uh, main issue of concern should be the approach, how, how we're going to do it. But otherwise, in terms of being uh, feasible, it should be. Um, for the Uganda case, we are looking at the value chain approach. That means looking at the whole cross section of actors from the producer up to the market end. So, if we can adopt that kind of approach, so that we have specialized segments of you know, actors along the value chain, and then be able to respond to the needs of the different actors, yeah, to be able to uh, strengthen this supply chain, with that I think it should be possible. Yeah, the only challenge sometimes is um, uh, basically the the, the mobilizing um, support for the value chain. Because it doesn't help investing in the farmer. And then you don't invest in the storage, in the post-harvest processes. Yeah, then the chain is not complete. So you really have to start, you know, strengthening the whole entire value chain. But that is possible if, for instance, if you pick on, specific value chains, uh, specific geographic regions, and work with that, as opposed to trying to go very broad, because then you spread out very thin. Yeah.
1: And you think the donors can play a role in this? Is it uh, useful for European donors or the United States to help this process? Are they being helpful so far, and you think they should do something more?
2: Yes, in the, in the past we've had uh, um, development aid uh, in agriculture, although this has been mainly in, in uh, segments of the agricultural value chain. So, but uh, if the, the, the assistance can be tailored to the whole value chain, and this doesn't necessarily mean uh, sometimes that it should be financial aid. This could be technical assistance. Yeah, along the value chain, we uh, Europe has been more advanced in um, in uh, other agriculture sector, Um, and in that case, there is a lot in terms of technologies, in terms of agri processing, you know, that could be shared. Yeah, along the value chain, so the the kind of support should not be considered as a a one-off package, but it should be kind of tailored. So it needs to put in some thought into this process as we are looking at the value chain to identify the specific needs, where what kind of products we want to see out of this value chain and the specific needs, and then look at see which kind of partner would be most suited to provide that particular need. So it can be a multiplicity of, of agents along the supply chain, yeah.
1: Well, maybe one last question, Susan, it is there is a lot of discussion talks also in the newspaper about uh, China in Africa and the increasing role of China and other emerging economies. Do you think that China is, is, uh, is having a positive role uh, by investing in African agriculture or there is there something that we should be doing to, to discuss also in dialogue with some of the Chinese uh, public and private actors to, for the benefit of, of helping, for example, East Africa farmers? Mm. Something that China can do in this process of improving food security in East Africa.
2: Mm. Okay, maybe this I will say on a personal note, my own observation is that uh, the kind of interests of China into US when I mean, you look at the Ugandan landscape, the interest in uh, agriculture is quite evident. And um, also, in the, they are already there in the construction industry and infrastructure and that kind of, of stuff. So I think with that kind of demonstrated interest, um, there could be possibilities to expand their, their, their coverage of sectors to also include agriculture. Because if they are already there doing infrastructure, that means they could also have an interest in agriculture. So I think it's an issue of um, working through Um, probably identifying the priority sectors and establishing their interests. So doing some bit of matchmaking to see what would be their areas of interest and then um, advancing that at country level uh, through um, the relevant ministries to see how they can be assisted to upscale, to be able to penetrate actually in the agriculture sector. But otherwise, um, just like other investors, um, I think China could also be one of those that could play a significant role um, in agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: One last comment on the Eastern African community, because we, we hear that the Eastern African community is the most advanced regional group in Africa. Do you think, in general, Uganda is, is benefiting from being part of the Eastern African community, or is something that is too distant? From the from the
2: people from the farmer, I think the well, um, the ESC as a, as a, as a community, um, as you know, has uh, historical roots. ESE uh, was not uh, formed like a few years ago. It has uh, a lot of history. So, um, in terms of people relating with this. Uh, REC, uh, it's much easier as compared to other RECs, uh, if you can kind of compare with other developments in other RECs. And uh, in terms of the agricultural agenda, um, I think um, the ESC has made some strides in terms of organizing uh, um, the the agricultural priorities so that there is a common uh, strategy and also um, we've had a number of initiatives by donors on improving uh, trade within the region. Um, and they're also working on the, on, the, on the CADAP compact. So basically I think uh, it may take a while, but at least uh, there's some progress in that regard. So I think it's an issue of, of time that uh, we should be able to see uh, some results, but I think they've started on it. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Very much.
0: Okay. Thank you okay. Thanks once again for listening to this Talking Points audio. If you have any comments, as usual, please leave them at the bottom of this blog.